It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. We're going to talk love, we're going to talk relationships, but I want to start with this little piece of advice that I gave to my friend Samuel, who is here in Chicago with me, and he has a girlfriend back in Paris. And he asked me, should I text her back right now? Should I wait to text her back tomorrow? And I said to him, what's wrong with showing you care, right? You have to stop playing the games with those texting. You have to wait a day, don't reply right away. Here's my take on this. You feel it, you do it, Samuel. So he answered and she was so happy he did. So take down the pride just a notch and be genuine in your feelings. Let's stop playing this back and forth with texting. Waste of time. It's time to love, not to always withhold. And that will be my first quote tonight. You call the next 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, just call me now. Bonjour, Selina. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Selina. Welcome to the rendezvous. What's going on? Um, my boyfriend of a few years, we just, uh, I just was actually contacted by another, another woman who, um, has been dating him for about two months and they met on Tinder. So, uh, he's been lying to both of us really. Yeah, that's pretty shocking. So how can you be sure this is true? Well, he admitted to it once he said, and he said he would never do this to me again. He never wants me to leave him. So he wants to keep our relationship and get rid of her. But I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can even find anybody else. I'm not sure. But like, what, what do you mean you don't I'm know? I'm really if you can hurt. F- like, I'm really upset. That I understand. I mean, I would be upset too. So you got you got to take the time to you know retract, get out of this mess. It's his mess, not yours. And then take the time to heal. Then you can decide what you want to do. Either give him a chance and forgive him or not. But never decide when you're very upset. Yeah. See what I mean? It's time to like protect yourself, time to heal, time to say how upset you are. It's not about to decide whether to stay with him or not with stay. I said right now, I would do a major break from this guy. I mean, yeah. you've been betrayed. It's so shocking. It is very shocking and, and very upsetting. But always, when you're hurt, you retract so you don't have to fight all the fights at the same time. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, it's just, uh, just going to take time. It's going to take time. Protect your heart, protect your dignity, and protect your self-esteem that has been crushed by all of this. Yeah. Okay? She's a really sweet girl, too. I, I'm, listen, I, I'm, I'm not talking about her. I'm only interested in you. Maybe she is. So, you know, you just focus about you. That's, that's all I'm interested in. You protecting yourself, yeah. protecting your heart, and protecting yourself from that toxic guy. Because he betrayed you, he lied to you, and, you know, he broke your heart. Yeah, he did. I can tell. So, distance, distance, distance. That's the way to go, Selena's, right now. Okay. Thank you, Simon. You're most welcome. Good luck to you. Thank you. Be strong. Bye-bye now. (laughs) Bye. You know, I just thought about why we can all relate to Selena's story. Why, when we get cheated on for the first time, we feel like her. I'm going to share with you next the first time I got cheated on and how I felt. Stay with me. True story. How would you describe the feelings you felt when somebody cheated on you for the first time in your life? When that happened to me, I was barely 17, madly in love with a French girl from my high school. And, you know, until that moment, naive me, I thought everybody was good and everybody would say, I love you. It was forever. That's what I thought at 16 and a half or 17. When she told me she cheated on me with that older guy 
from the same school. First, I, I, I was in denial. No way. And then she said, yeah, yeah, I'm so, so sorry. And I just didn't want to hear it. And then I felt, and I, I swear, it's like my heart exploded and I wanted to throw up. Apologize for the wording. But that's really how I felt. I don't know how you felt when that happened. Just like Selena, you know, that I just talked to her. But this is something that destroys us. I don't know if it's part of becoming an adult. We all go through that or not. But I certainly did and I'll never forget it. And then I went to see my therapist and he gave me the best advice to get over somebody cheating on you. And that advice, I'm going to give it to you next. Bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. Key question, what do you do if somebody breaks your heart? You are disgusted like I was at 16 and a half when my girlfriend cheated on me. You're heartbroken. You're hateful because you hate everybody. And you think, you know, you'll never love anybody again. My mom introduced me to my wonderful shrink, a therapist in Paris. And I was all upset. And I said, I don't know if I should keep her or not keep her. And then he said, wait a minute. We got to detox first. You got to clean the past. You got to tell me everything you feel. And not just one time, 10 times, 20 times, until all of this anger, this disappointment, this upsetting feelings is out of your heart, out of your mind. And then we'll talk about the future. And that's my advice. That's the one he gave me. Clean the past before you kiss the future again. Precious advice. Help me tremendously. You call that next on The Rendezvous. If you've been touched by love in any way, call me and share that story right now, please. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Morgane. Bonjour, Simon. I love listening to all of your love stories, and I had oh. one that I wanted to share with you. Yes, um, please. I was engaged uh, the last couple of years, maybe two years now, and unfortunately one of my diamonds in my engagement ring did fall out, and I was mm. so nervous to let my fiancé know that I had lost it that I actually started filling it with, like, white candle wax. And finally I broke down to tell him, and of course he was completely understanding and he asked if he can take the ring back to the jeweler and have it replaced and um so we i was waiting for the ring and then we went to a restaurant didn't think much of it and lo and behold it was the restaurant that we had our first date at and Mm -hmm. he set up an entire proposal again once the ring was fixed, he set up our first meal with our first server and gave me my ring back intact. And it just melted my heart that he mm. would go so above and beyond and show me so much love and kindness over something that I was so concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He just showered me with all of his love and, and told me that I should never be worried about anything ever again. And I never have. So I just wanted to share that with you because I appreciate all the stories that I always hear on your show. And I appreciate you and your story, Morgan. I mean, that's a beautiful story. And, you know, it's inspiring. That's why when I ask you to share your story, it's because even me as a host and as just a listener of your story, I get inspired. I learn and, and it will help me for my next relationship. So for all of us that need, you know, to learn how to love all your stories and your Morgan is adding to the library of love stories we have now on The Rendezvous. So thank you so much for sharing that story. That's a beautiful one, really. Thank you so much. Thank you, and have a good night. You too. Thank you. I'm going to help that listener who just sent me an email saying her boyfriend totally disappeared on her, and she doesn't know what to do. That's coming up next. 
you're listening to The Rendezvous and I'm Simon Marcel. If you can't call me for any reason, don't hesitate. Just email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what is this dead or dump? Okay, so this date or dump email comes from Rebecca that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Rebecca. My boyfriend disappeared on me after eight months of dating. No text, no calls, nothing. He was just gone. And I didn't hear from him for almost a whole month. It was scary because I couldn't reach him and I had no idea what happened to him. Earlier tonight, he called me and he told me that he was so sorry and he just needed time to figure himself out. And he didn't know how to tell me. He wants to see me again and wants another chance, but I don't know if I should give him one. What do you think I should do, Simon? Should I date him or dump him? I mean, Rebecca, if you date somebody for eight months and they disappear on you for a whole month and come back, should you give them a second chance? I'll tell you that next. Stay with me. How would you feel if you're dating somebody for eight months, like Rebecca, who just sent me that email, and your partner would disappear without a call, without a text, without nothing. And then one day comes back to your life and says, you know, oh, I'm so sorry, I had to figure it out. Uh, I need a second chance. Would you give me a second chance? So Rebecca says, should I give him a second chance or dump him? My answer is going to be clear. Dump him. A month disappearing is not normal. And so the fact that he couldn't reach out to you not in any way meant he didn't care about you whatsoever. I'm not going to get into the reasons why he did this. It's not my problem or yours. My advice to you is when somebody does something to you this big and this bad for a whole month, you don't give them a second chance to do it again, maybe for two or six months. So uh, free yourself from that relationship. Date somebody who's not going to disappear on you. And good luck to you. I'm so glad you sent me that email because I can't help you with this. And if you have a question, you can also just call me, 855-905-8255. I'm here. Bonsoir, Simon Marcel. When you have a question for me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Bryce. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. What's going on? Me and my wife are kind of going at it a little bit lately. Um, I, I travel for my work, and every time I go on the road, I, I'm on the road sometimes like two weeks at a time. Okay. And she calls me back and forth. Um, I try to call her twice a day, you know, once when I wake up, once at night. Mm-hmm. And she wants, like, the whole day. She wants me to be, if, if I'm not around anybody, she wants her to just be on speakerphone with me, you know, just sitting around. The whole day? And I don't. Yeah, it, she's not worried about like me cheating. She literally just wants to be around me at all times. She misses me, which is adorable, but it's not realistic for me to just be on my phone all day. You know, so I, I don't. Sure. I really don't know what to do or like how to explain it to her. Okay, Bryce. So um, there is certainly a, a notion. Do you feel your wife is feeling lonely at home? That that she needs to talk so much. What do you think is the reason of that? It could be a little bit of a lonely thing, but she does have a good amount of friends at home, and we also have a couple dogs. Well, I, I would not expect her to talk to the dogs like she, doing doing that. <laughs> that is funny. All right, so here's the thing. Um, some of us need to have more conversation. Some of us need less conversation. But I feel that you have a good point that uh, I think calling your partner in the morning and at night is totally reasonable and cool. And you have to tell her, you say, listen, honey, during the work hours... The reason why I can't have you on speakerphone too is also I'm very focused on preparing my meetings and when I have to work and all my my schedule during the day. And it's not against you. And you emphasize on this. This is not against you. But during the day, it's my work hours and I just can't talk to you during the day unless there is an emergency. So emphasize on not against you 
And maybe, you know, uh, when you're back at home, you spend more time together. Like you said, she misses you and she loves talking to you and she loves to just express how she feels and all that. But I think you got a valid point. We'll all live in reality. And I think when we travel, a call in the morning and a call at night, maybe you text her a little bit when you stop, right? Instead of calling, you send her a little text, tell her she can text you. Uh, that's cool too. But I think you got a good point. Equilibrium is part of a good relationship. Keep the equilibrium of communication adapted to reality. Okay? I totally agree with you, man. Thank you so much for the advice. Anytime. Actually, uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm definitely going to talk to you about it tonight. But very kindly, remember, not against you. Got it. Thanks, right. Simon. I appreciate it, man. Anytime. You have a good night. Good luck to you. Take care, man. You know what? I want to talk more about what does it mean in a relationship when you're needy. There are many ways, and we need to know them. That's coming up next. If you look in the mirror and you're in a relationship, do you think you're needy? Honestly, look at your relationship and do you think, am I the needy one? Meaning like I always expect my partner to be responsible for my happiness. Like kind of, you know, getting like upset if my partner doesn't include me in every plan he has. Or I need him to, or her to make me feel always the king or the queen. Like, and number one, all the signs, you know, we all need it in some ways. I mean, I need a lot of attention. But that's something that is not a strength in a relationship. It's a weakness. So we all have to like reduce the neediness a little bit to give more room for the us and the together. That's the number one thing. I want to share a story about me, how needy I am, and how it went against me so you don't make the same mistake. That's next. I'm talking about being needy or not in a relationship. So let me tell you that story. If I look in the mirror of a past relationships, I feel I've made that mistake way, way too much, even though I know about it. Meaning, I date somebody, and then I'm the first one to point the finger and sometimes blame my girlfriend if I'm in a bad mood, if I'm hungry, if this or that. And I make that mistake so many times. Shame on me for that. And sometimes it has happened in the past that a girlfriend broke up with me because she said, you're so needy, Simon, it's unbearable. Maybe that's why I'm still single. So remember that being needy is not a quality in a relationship. It's almost like regressing, like being a child. And that's something that I don't want to do anymore. I'm working on that with my shrink to evolve and get away from being so needy. So don't do like me. Do better than me. Reduce the neediness and put more room for the together time. You call the next 855-905-8255. Call me. I'm Simon Marcel. When you have a question, call me, 855-905-8255, and I'm going to go Jessica on the line, who has a question. Bonjour, Jessica. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. <laughs> what is going on, Jessica? Um, it's a little embarrassing, I think, for me to talk about, um, and I would like to start with, my boyfriend has not brought this up at all in the bedroom, but my question is about the... Uh, la la time because mm-hmm. I just feel like you know he's sort of always in the mood like his la la drive if you will is much higher than mine okay and I feel you know good about myself when he's constantly in the mood because you know it makes me feel good about me but I just wish that there was something I could do to I don't know raise my la la drive I guess I understand. Uh, before I answer that question, how old is he? Um, he is in his mid-30s. In his mid-30s. And you're about the same age? 
Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. This has been happening from the beginning. His rhythm is and his is ulala drive higher than yours, right? From the get go. Yep. From oh. the beginning of our relationship, it's been about a year and a half. Okay. And then last question: With men prior to this actual boyfriend, was you ulala drive always kind of slower than other guys, or it's only with this man that you find yourself on a different kind of rhythm? Um, I think for me, it's probably always been this way. Okay. So here's the thing: ulala is not mechanical. If you don't feel it, don't force yourself to do it. Men understand because what's not possible is to force yourself to say, oh my God, you know, I, I feel bad. Ulala is not based on guilt. Ulala is based on desire and on the moment. And I think that I understand your question, but I don't want you to even think that you should have a trick or a way to improve that. It's like nature, okay? We can't force the rain to fall on the land. We can't force the sunshine. It happens when it happens. Uh, mm-hmm. It's part of who you are. And us men, especially when we're kind of younger, we have this huge drive, and we know it's not always all the time. So I think it's okay. I would not be too worried about it. You still have ulala. You said you still enjoy, and you said he hasn't brought it up, so it's not a problem for him. Exactly. So I I understand the concern. I don't want you to worry about this anymore. C'est la vie. It's life. No one should be forced to find tricks or ways to have more ulala. It's only natural. Some days are more, some days are less. And us men, since we're 18 years old, I think we understand that. (laughs) Okay? Yes, thank you so much. So, I feel so much more at ease hearing you say all that. Good, anytime. <laughs> have a good time and have a good night. Thank you, you too. More rendezvous next. You're listening to the rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. It's late. And I'm still here and I thank you for being here with me. I often think of you listening to me. Where are you? Are you at work? Are you, you know, going home, driving home? Are you maybe going to a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a partner? Whatever you're doing, thank you for staying with me and listening to The Rendezvous every single night. Let me finish with this poll result that I did put on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. With that question for you, it was, who's more passive-aggressive in your relationship? 43% of you said, I am. And 57% of you said, my partner. And remember, Being passive-aggressive is a defense mechanism because we just don't want to address the truth. So next time, just wait the right time and get this passive-aggressiveness out of your mood and just talk softly to your partner. It's so much nicer. On that note, have a great night. I'll be back tomorrow. Bonne nuit, les petits. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.